Welcome back to another episode of the Life Her Way podcast presented by Viva Laura. I am your host, Michaela Casey. Today on the show, I speak with Dana Smith. Last November, Dana and her husband opened up Mini Row Market. Mini Row Market is a boutique that specializes in locally sourced and ethically produced foods. We hear about the inspiration behind the store and how they have used Mini Row Market to support tons of local food vendors. This podcast is a great reminder to shop small and shop local, and Dana makes this a little bit easier for everyone. Here is her story. Think of it as a normal grocery store, just smaller scale and all local. Choosing vendors who align with what what we believe in. And we really believe in selling like those small batch uh, vendors and people who are haven't made it super mainstream yet and who are doing things in smaller quantities. For your daily or weekly grocery store needs, like pick that local alternative, you know, get um, if you can get eggs from us or milk from us or get your meat or, you know, little things that support Minnesota and our store and our vendors. If you can make that conscious choice, like that's our message kind of. Yeah, and for sure. Supporting so many different local vendors when you come shop at our store. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Life Her Way podcast. I am here with Dana Smith, and she is the owner of Mini Row Market, which is an awesome new market um, that just opened up in Hopkins, Minnesota. And so we're going to get into the details on it. Dana, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Michaela. This is going to be really fun. Um, We always start with an icebreaker. And I don't know why I came up with this one, but (laughs) what is your favorite type of ice cream? It's a great icebreaker. And uh, I'm kind of like a plain Jane. Vanilla or cookies and cream are my favorite ice creams. So I love cookies and cream. (laughs) Yes. Those are my go-tos. That's awesome. You guys are also right next door to a Cold Stone Creamery. So yes. the other day I went to your store that I went to Cold Stone. Yeah, um, I mean, you try to go there all the time. Okay, awesome, Dana. And now I want to get into Mini Row Market. So I just popped in the other day and it's so cute. Um, but I want to know how did it start and what was the inspiration behind starting this? Yeah, so it's it kind of started last summer. Um, my husband was working and, you know, the pandemic happened and his job kind of changed drastically. And we kind of said, okay, we have the time. Let's go full force with this and kind of plan this. So um, his background is in um, food service and mine's customer service. And we've always kind of, we always had a like in the plan to do some kind of business together. And we wrote a goal down and we kind of pulled out those goals last January. And so let's do this. And we kind of combined our two interests and, you know, decided to make open a retail grocery store. And um, we took off last September and that's when we got keys to the store and went full speed and um, opened in November. That's awesome. Um, So before we get, I have so many questions I could ask off of that, but before we get into it, can you talk about the concept of the source so people understand that, you know, exactly what to expect when they walk in? Absolutely. So we are a small scale grocery store. So think of it as a normal grocery store, just smaller scale and all local. So as much as possible, everything is from Minnesota. Obviously, there's certain things we can't source from Minnesota, like fruits and vegetables, um, some of the seafood and some of the condiments. And so with that, we look really close to home within the Midwest and Wisconsin and Iowa first to see if they have any local products that we can sell. And then from there, we kind of open the umbrella to ethically produce. So where it's other companies who um, we feel are, you know, trying to make their products 
safe for the environment and they treat their employees well. Yeah. And that's kind of how we, we try to plan um, who we have in our stores or whatnot. Yeah, that's awesome. And then on top of, so on top of there being a grocery store, it also like you guys are making food, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So the concept, when we wrote the plan, we wrote it as a retail grocery store. We, we didn't really think that we were being going to be doing prepared food right from the beginning, but that's what people wanted. And we were happy to kind of accommodate and we were able to make meals and um, breakfast and lunch items for people using local vendors. And so we kind of created a, a local lunch, a local breakfast with all these different vendors in Minneapolis. And that's been really fun. We didn't, we didn't expect to do that right away, but it's, we're welcoming it. And yeah. What, what kind of food do you offer then prepared? So we do breakfast. So we have uh, biscuits and gravy. We have breakfast sandwiches, burritos, quesadillas. Um, and then we also offer lunches. We have warm um, sandwiches, cold sandwiches, soups and salads. And then we also do meal kits. And so um, each holiday, we kind of try to put a, together a meal kit for that's kind of like a take and bake or something that's a quick assembly for people to do at home. And then you bake it at home and enjoy the meal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for an example, so Easter was just, um, yesterday when we're recording this, but, um, what was your Easter meal? Did you do something for that? Yep. So we, we got compart direct ham. That was what we brown sugar ham. We sliced that for people. We did some marinated vegetables. We did macaroni and cheese and then, um, side dinner rolls. And then for dessert, we partnered with fruit and grain who makes homemade, um, treats. And we used a homemade galette, a cherry vanilla galette that was all combined for $40. And yeah, that's awesome. Lunch, dinner, whatever people, you know, however they wanted to use it for at the time of day. Yeah. Who would you say, because, okay, so I should have prefaced with this, but you opened this with your husband, obviously, who do you think is the biggest, like the cook in the family? Oh, absolutely. Hands down. My husband, he is, (laughs) yeah, he is the food guru. So like we do like, um, kind of separate our task at our store. And so he's food operations kind of ordering, like he went to school for that too, as well. So he has his degree in um, culinary school. And then he also went back to get a marketing degree. And so to learn kind of business side of stuff and we'd be lost without him. So he kind of handles that side of the business. And then I'm kind of more the customer focused area, making sure people are getting that good experience, making sure people know about our products and, you know, running social media and um, writing the stories that we'd like to tell about our vendors. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's fun to be able to combine those two. Yeah, definitely. Um, I bet it's fun for you with the vendors because all your vendors are local and they all have fun stories. You know, really so do you just stories. do little write-ups on them or, and how do you go about finding your vendors? So it's a lot of people find us. It's a lot of recommendations from our customers. Um, Peter had knowledge of the local food scene kind of before we opened this business when he worked um, for a marketing distribution um, company. And so he, they had just started to learn about Minnesota vendors and realizing that people wanted to support local. So they were kind of just starting that when um, we decided to go full force with this. And so he had some knowledge. And then, um, yeah, we're always taking recommendations. Our chef has, you know, knowledge and, you know, we open, we welcome people to give us, you know, Hey, we think you should get this. And yeah, yeah, there's so many, there's so many like great Minnesota food companies out there that people don't know about. So that's like why it's so important what you're doing. Uh, I would like to say as well, this is just a sidebar. You guys have such a good hot sauce selection. (laughs) Anybody wants hot sauce. Minnesotans love hot stuff and I do not like spicy. And so I it's hard for me to relate to that, but I, I it's, yeah, people love it. We have a whole variety of, yeah, 
probably like 10, 15 different hot sauces and That's why it. I keep growing. Yeah. <laughs> At Crybaby Craig's is my personal favorite. That is a good <laughs> we, one. We get them everywhere. I was excited to see that there. That's a good um, one. So talk a little bit when you decided you wanted to do this, like, did you, how'd you find your space? How did you choose that space? And then how did you, what were the first steps? Finding vendors, I yeah. assume. Um, well, yeah, the first step was getting approved kind of like we wrote the plan and we kind of wrote it under the fact that it was going to be a department of health that would have to do an inspection, but it ended up being the department of agriculture. So it was a, oh. a lot of waiting that we had to do from probably like July to August to make sure we got approved. Our plan went through. And so once that was, um, approved, it was, the cosmetic work. And we actually, we started a backstory. We started looking at Maple Grove. That's where we live. And it, um, we just kept looking and for what we wanted to do with our concept, Maple Grove wasn't really the spot for us. And we noticed that as soon as we kept looking and things weren't working and they weren't within our budget and weren't within what we were willing to do with the space. So we kind of, kind of spoke what it is, what we wanted into existence in a way. We said that we, you know, we would love to be around condos or like a wine shop or, you know, somewhere that's local, like a local place. And Hopkins just really ended up being that space. We put a blast out for the retail and um, he can't, our real estate agent came up this location and we looked, it used to be an Herberts and Gerberts. So it was really almost turnkey and needed some cosmetic works and, you know, equipment and whatnot. But by, um, middle of October, we had, um, most of that planned out. And then yes, November was finding the vendors and trying to figure out who we, you know, who we wanted on our shelves and how we could fill the store with Minnesota products. That was kind of challenging at first, but it ended up not being as hard as it was. You know, we had great mentors who um, would give us lists of people to contact and that's awesome. Worked out. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder like, as it gets warmer now, could you, you could like kind of go to these farmers markets because Minnesota loves their summer farmers markets and find additional vendors as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's part of the plan. We definitely want to, um, see who's out there, small scale. And the only thing is we need to be, um, our vendors need to be set up for wholesale. Um, okay. and a lot, a lot of vendors maybe just have cottage license. And so that's a little trickier because as in order for us to sell at retail, we just have to make sure that they have that license for their products. Yeah. That's a little bit challenging, but other than that, yeah, there's so many options. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. This is a nitty gritty question, but you're talking about the department of agriculture and getting like approved by them. What is that like? Do you just like make a business plan and send it to them? Yeah. You make a business plan. Yeah. You, um, wait and they approve it. And once it's approved, they come to the store and, um, walk through what it is that you want to do. And they tell you, yes, that's approved. You need to get this and you need a license for this plumbing or you need, you know, this before you can do that. And so once you kind of pass through each hoop, it's a little bit more validating and you're getting closer and closer. And, um, I imagine that part is like daunting. It was, it was very, we were like, we wanted to say a date that we wanted to open, but we didn't know if we were going to get approved for like a week before. And so once we got that approval, then we went ahead with that date and we said we're open November 21st. And that's awesome. And great timing, obviously right before the holidays and everything. Holidays. Yes. That's awesome. Um, what kind of food? So do you have all types of food, right? Like can people go in there and expect to buy like protein, dairy, bread or do you specialize in certain things? No, we have a little bit of all. We have uh, fruits and vegetables, a small selection. We have, um, you know, cold, cold foods. We have milk, we have eggs, cheese, um, 
ice cream treats. We're, we've been known for our treats and we have a lot of goodies and we have um, pasta on our shelves. We have sauces, we have pizza, crust, frozen and um, cake and bake. Yeah. And we have cheeses, we have meats, we have um, full variety. That's awesome. Yeah. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Yes. How has it been going so far? So we talked about this a little bit um, prior to recording, but do you, are people in the community kind of taking to it? Has it been yeah, going well? It's been, yeah, it's been going really well. Like the warmer weather has been bringing people out and um, people who want to support local um, yes. have really been um, our key customers. And um, just having repeat customers has been really fun to see and um, people coming into our store who are so excited. And it feels it feels like a, it's going to be a, hopefully a good summer. That's awesome. So kind of a sidebar, when I was in there last weekend with my boyfriend, yeah. this like cutest like older woman came up to me and was just like, isn't this just the best shop? It really is. Yeah. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. We love hearing that. And the excitement from our customers has been really fun to see. And I mean, obviously we opened during a pandemic. So yeah, there was challenges. We didn't know. And we still don't really know what to expect this first year, just because as a new business, it's hard to measure how how we're doing, I guess. Um, But we're taking it with stride and, you know. Yeah, for sure. I actually also had on a few weeks ago, what it air, it's airing the day that we're recording this, but um, Allie, who owns the Vine Room, which is yeah. just a few doors down from you. Yeah. Yeah. So Hopkins Main Street is like, you. it's really coming a long way, I feel like. It really is. And we like to do meal kits and pair our meal kits with pear wine. I don't oh, no way. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So we like to... Um, we have, we need to do a, we're probably, we have a spring kit right now and we're going to probably do some other um, rollouts in the next few weeks and months and mother's day. And we'd love, we'd love working with them and pairing our meal kits and our food with their wines. And what's you know, your, what's a current meal kit? A current meal kit we have, um, it's our take and bake. So it's our spring take and bake. And we have, um, two appetizers that you can choose from. We have two entrees, a salad, and they're all kind of a la carte. So you don't have to get everything in one menu, but, um, or one order you can, yeah we want a steak and we want fish like or we want just the sides and or just the dessert you can do that and um it's available on thursdays and saturdays for pickup and you just have to order the night before by midnight that's really cool that's a great idea to partner with them yeah i mean what a fun like date night especially during the pandemic and people you know are staying at home yeah yep get your local wine and local yeah that's awesome um all right and then another question about the vendors yeah I'm going to quote from your website here. Yeah. You said on your website that we also focus on sourcing from ethically minded companies who are aware of social and environmental impacts their products create and work towards making a positive impact in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super cool, but I just wanted to maybe have you touch, go a little in depth on kind of the criteria of becoming a vendor and how you choose yeah. that. Yeah, that's a really good question. And, you know, it's something that... <laughs> you know, it makes us stop and think because, you know, we're always trying to evolve. We always want to grow and be able to um, have an ever, you know, rotating mix of vendors. And when we first started, it was kind of like availability, like how, who, who we can get into our store. And we weren't the entitled, we weren't the experts, you know, so we're learning as we go. And so certain products that we, um, we brought in, if we hear certain feedback or recommendations or, you know, this might not be the best for this, we welcome that. And we're always learning to grow. But now that we're open and have a little bit, a um, couple months under our belt, we're able to modify um, who we have on our stores and 
make sure we're choosing vendors who align with what what we believe in. And we really believe in telling like those small batch uh, vendors and people who are haven't made it super mainstream yet and who are doing things um, in smaller quantities and maybe not necessarily can mass produce anything. Like we want to give them that um, space and availability for people to see them and yeah, tell their story in a different way and learn about them in a different way than. That's so cool. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think about like, there's something about going to a farmer's market and shopping and just like knowing that you are directly supporting these people. And that's what your store is every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really important for people to kind of know, like when you shop small and shop local, that you you're, you're supporting a, a person who's just, you know, just like you, it's not a huge, you know, company that's getting profits up this. You're helping people support their families and yeah, mostly in Minnesota, you know, and that's so cool. And yeah, like you said, just like making that difference. Would you say, do you have any like large scale or is it all small scale at this point? Um, we do have some larger names that are on um, shelves, but in to beginning, they was trying to get people to have that, to see that higher end name kind of, and then see other like Crybaby Crags, yeah. for instance, like you can find, you can find that in um, Lawns and Byerly's, but it stands next to um, like Double Take or Lovejoy or okay. other um, Folly hot sauce who, you know, yes, Folly is a well-known coffee brain, but he also does this coffee bean hot sauce that's interesting. You know, just, yeah, it's just a different take on hot sauce. And so being able to have a higher end one next to a lower one is I don't know. I think you can yeah. see, okay, I can get Crybaby Crags anywhere, but let me try this one on, you know, this day, today or whatever. Definitely. Super cool. Yeah. Um, what do you think? We've touched on this a little bit, obviously, throughout the interview, but what messages do you want the store to send to your customers? Yeah, you know, like for us, it's we want our customers to kind of be able to make that conscious choice to, um, if available and able to, like, for your daily or weekly grocery store needs, like pick that local alternative, you know, get, um, if you can get eggs from us or milk from us or get your meat or, you know, little things that support Minnesota and our store and our vendors, if you can make that conscious choice, like that's our message kind of, yeah, and for sure. supporting so many different local vendors when you come shop, shop at our store. And so I think that, I mean, on a positive note too, like people are starting to acknowledge that, right? Like more mm-hmm. so now than ever, it's like, think about where you're spending your money. Yeah. The pandemic made everyone do that, you know, right. support right. local. Right. And nine times out of 10, that food is like going to be better for you. Right. Cause it's, I don't know. Right. doesn't have right. all the additives. <laughs> yep. And then like how, how it gets to, how it gets to you, you know, the packaging and all that it's, it's better for the environment. I imagine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you're not yeah. like, packaging everything. Do a lot of these people just go bring them in their car, just drop off? And that's what I really like. A lot of our vendors, you know, they do the deliveries themselves. They, um, we get to have that face-to-face interaction with the owners and say hi and see, you know, how they're doing and know what's going on for the week and be able to tell our customers what they're doing. And that's been really fun. And yeah. And some of our vendors are very conscious too about making sure their, their packaging is eco-friendly or that they're using locally sourced ingredients too, for their stuff as well. And that's, that's like the, you know, the cherry on top. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Very cool. Do you think that one day you want um, anything other than food? Like, would you do like little boutique candles, what knickknacks, stuff like that? Yeah, I think that's definitely um, in the plan when 
my background is in like retail, like so clothing retails and stuff. Okay. So when we first started, I was like, let's get Minnesota clothing yeah. in our store and whatnot. And then the pandemic happened and I was like, you know, a little bit weary about that. And, um, but yeah, I think we definitely would love to expand and do different types of yeah. local products, you know, not just food. That'd be awesome. There's so many other things. I mean, the food is like so good. And I think what's important about what you're doing is there are a lot of markets and opportunities for, let's say, candle makers to sell their product. Um, but there's not, I mean, other than just like straight up farmer's markets, there's not a lot of places for these people to sell their stuff. Right. So that's awesome. Um, and what do you think the most challenging and the most rewarding part has been so far? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So, on your business, like you're you're in charge of employee management and whatnot, and that's been a little. Um, it's not hard, but it's definitely challenging being instead of being a manager, but being like an owner and like seeing seeing the behind the scenes too, yeah. and um, making sure everyone is on the same page, and you know the daily tasks are getting done, and um, making sure people. It's hard because it's like our third baby and it's, you know, it's not everyone's third baby's working for us and that's fine, yeah. but it's separating the two and making sure that everything will be okay. And, um, just getting a firm grasp on that. Um, rewarding is I kind of mentioned on it mentioned before, but seeing repeat customers and seeing people so excited about our store and, um, excited for us to be there and telling us that's been really rewarding and yeah. we love that. Um, yeah, just, you know, balance, balance is hard sometimes, but yeah, for sure. I'm going to be able to do it without our parents helping us watch our children and um, giving us that support and letting us Definitely. go to work and be able to leave home at home and work at work. So I was going to say, speaking of your um, third child, you do have yeah. two kids. So has that been, I mean, another challenge I imagine, or how is it to balance everything? It has been a little bit challenging. Um, they're doing great because they're with their grandparents who are spoiling yeah. them to death. But um it was a little hard because I was staying at home with our, our girls. And so going from staying at home to working full time is within like a, I don't know, two yeah. months period was a little challenging. And, um, but it's now that we have a space to go to and I can leave work at work and be with the kids when we're at home and that's been helpful. But yeah, I think any working mom or working parent would say that that's a challenge. But. Are you and Peter both at the store together most of the time? Yeah. Do you take shifts or no? Yeah. Yeah. We kind of take shifts. One of us is usually there, but with, you know, with opening, I kind of wanted to make sure that I could be with the girls in the morning and be home with them in the evening. So we kind of structure the day. So I'm only gone for kind of like the afternoon or mid morning. Um, but yeah, it's definitely shifts. Nice. That's been a little challenging, making sure that it's fair that we're, you know, both not always at the store or always at home, but definitely it's all part of the game. Yeah. You just have to give yourself grace. I feel like, cause I mean, what you're doing is incredible and you know, it's, you. it's challenging, but you guys are doing so good. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, what plans do you have plans to grow? Obviously you're very new and we've touched on this throughout, but what plans do you have to grow in the future? Yeah. Well, we always want to be growing. We always want to kind of switch the vendors up and making sure that, um, as the food market changes, we kind of want to ride that wave and make sure we're always changing too and having new products, new menu items, new um, things to offer and um, just stay relevant. So I think, yeah, I think we'll always be changing and um, we want to always change. So definitely. Um, all right. And last, but certainly not least, tell everybody where they can find you um, 
your physical location, but also on social media. Yeah. So we're on um, Facebook and Instagram at mini row market, um, spelling M I N N Y R O W market. And then we are also have newsletters that we send out kind of recapping our uh, vendors that we do every month. Um, yeah. And that's can be sound, found on our website at minirow.com. You kind of just go scroll to the bottom and hit newsletter, sign up for a newsletter. And yeah, that's, that's what we're working on. Awesome. And you're located right on Main Street, right? In yes. Hopkins. Yes. We're 740 Main Street, Hopkins, um, right next to, across from um, Amy's Cupcake Shop and right next to the Vine Room. Awesome. So many local people to support right in that little corner. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, Dana, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Michaela. Yeah, awesome. you guys are doing such cool things and I'm excited to see you guys grow and be successful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Life Her Way podcast presented by Viva Laura. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at lifeherwaypod or visit vivalaura.com to find out more about the women that we have on the show. You can also find an abundance of unique and inspiring content created by bold and ambitious women. We'll catch you next time.